Hey everyone, and welcome to the Body Positive Mum podcast. I'm your host Adele Johnston, and I really hope that you do take away some really awesome, super duper top tips from this podcast. That's what it's been designed for. If you do like it, please make sure that you give me some kind of thumbs up or subscribe just so that I can keep you up to date with any more content that comes your way. And have an awesome day. Hey everyone and welcome back to the Body Positive Mum podcast. This is episode number two. So exciting. I am a little bit sniffly today so apologies I am going to avoid sniffling. There's nothing worse than when you listen to someone talk and all you can hear is them sniffling down the microphone. So we're going to try and avoid that. But I am on the go at the moment. I'm making the kids lunch. I'm working from home. I'm tidying the kitchen. I am that kind of all time round just completely buggered today mum in all honesty um but I wanted to jump on and give a quick update and do this recording this episode because something really sparked a bit of brain juices flowing for me this morning the kids have been um quite busy they enjoy it when I work from home when the school holidays are on and we get some time together we can you know bake cakes etc we've done that this morning well they have they're at a really good age now where they can just kind of take that on themselves, which is awesome. And I can supervise and do the bits that are needed to be done, oven stuff. So yeah, we've had quite a, a fun, busy morning. For me, it's then on the mum side of things, it's trying to juggle everything, right? So quite a demanding job with the bank, as we've kind of learned from episode number one. So I do have a full-time career as well as my own business on the side. And as part of it then, I do make sure that I take some time working from home. So today is a chuck on your favourite onesie, hair up in a mum bun, or a bun, and no makeup on, which is awesome. So it's a really chilled out day, chilled out environment. The kids are still in PJs. It's 10 to 12, right? I am whatever. Let's just enjoy the fact that we can do that. So yeah, I'm they've had no tv this morning and they've wanted to spend some time with me which has been really really cute so they've been doing some baking they've been making me coffee it's been awesome actually i've had like my own personal baristas on hand and well i've just been doing some calls and work which is really cool but then i went through to the living room the kids are kind of getting to that point in the day where they're just getting a little bit narky we all know it right and they just need some downtime so i was like guys why don't because we're going to go to the cinema this weekend and watch Toy Story 4. It's like, why don't we stick on Toy Story 3? And you guys can take a little bit of that in while mum finishes off some much needed work. I've got deadlines. And I don't want to get to the point in the day where I'm stressing my life over it. So I'm currently making them a toasty. They're going to go and watch some TV. I don't feel guilty for that. It's mumming and working at the same time. And they're getting some downtime and chill time, which they need. So pop the telly on and one of the first things that came up then was this morning. So any of you based in the UK, you'll be familiar with it. For those of you that maybe listen to this, if you do and you're outside the UK, I find that massively awesome. The programme called This Morning is one of these breakfast time TVs and they kind of cover off just hot topics, trending things, you know, news, all of that type of stuff, celebrity gossip, just one of those all time breakfast TVs. And what they were talking about, they had a guest speaker on and she was discussing, it was like one of these open Q&A call things that they do with just members of the public. 
And one member of the public phoned up and started asking about how they approach the fact that their niece, who is nine years old, is morbidly obese. She overeats. She will consume quite a lot of processed food types. And she's currently at nine years old wearing an adult female size 10 to 12 clothing. Now, we talked about in episode one how sizes of clothing labels shouldn't really determine and should not determine who we are. But clearly, there's then that caveat and that kind of side point that you need to make around, is it okay to say that a child at nine years old can be wearing an adult female size 10 to 12 clothing? Question mark. And that's for one, you know, that's one for you guys to have a think about and to answer in your own head. And it really got me then thinking about the fact that there's, you know, quite a lot of, and this is not a pointy finger, it's not blaming anybody, but there's quite a lot that underpins all of that. So this child has then obviously come into a kind of lifestyle where she has all of these types of foods freely accessible, um, you know, whether that be in the house, whether it be that, you know, she has them available to her outside the house if she goes to any type of other care, childminders, etc., I'm trying not to rustle these bags, apologies. I'm just going to do this very quickly, put the bread away. Yeah, you'll probably learn this as we go through this podcast with me that I will do it very much as I'm on the go because I never get time to just, you know, very rarely will I ever sit down and do one of these podcasts episodes where I'm just at a computer and a microphone. So if that's what you like, this podcast is not for you. This is very much going to be an on-the-go living life. You're just going to come along with me. Um, okay, so that's everything put away now. Oh, just don't want to leave the butter lying out. Done. Um, yeah, so where were we? So yeah, so that child has obviously got these foods, food types and, and easily accessible to her to be able to consume them whenever she wants to have. And part of me understands that parenting in any type of you know um, generation or any type of environment, it, it's not... It's not easy, it's not difficult, all right? I think that the rather than sound like I'm sitting on the fence with it, parenting is complex because of the amount of things that you have to think about and the impacts that we have on our children's life and lifestyles from the moment they are born right through until they hit their own adult years. Everything we teach them through what they watch and what they see us do, everything we teach them through what we then educate them through, Everything we teach them through what we actually buy into the house is what they will learn and they will understand as they grow into adult life. So again, the food types that you're bringing into your your house, you've learned that through your life as a child. The very first, if you think back to whenever you left your house or the first time that you ever done your very first food shop in the supermarket, I still remember it to this day. And you need to, basically, you've got this empty trolley and you're thinking, right, the very first food shop is the shittest one you'll ever do, but the most exciting and the most costly because you need everything, right? You've not got spices, you've not got all these things and you kind of grow those and you build up your pantry as you grow older. And for me, I was very, very, very lucky that I grew up in an environment with a Miss Scotland figure bodybuilding mum. And she instilled a lot of knowledge into me 
indirectly, so, you know, she didn't sit me down and explain things to me. She just indirectly would encourage me to understand a bit more around food because of how she then had to use that food type and that food source to manipulate her body for stage. So I started to learn from a very young age just through watching her and through being intrigued by the meals that she was having. And you may find this really bizarre now, but one of my very favourite meals even to this day is egg whites with some tinned tomatoes and some salt and pepper. I absolutely love it. It's just a really simple, easy food, but it's very high in protein and the tomatoes give you that carbohydrate base. So very lean as well. The calories are super low in it. And it's very satiating, so it fills up your stomach because of the amount of protein that you're taking in. Anyway, a tangent, a complete squirrel moment. I don't know, just to give you a reference of what I mean by that, because I'll probably say them as we go through this more often, but a squirrel moment moment for me is if you've ever watched Up, and if you've not watched Up, you need to go and watch Up, and this the dog constantly has moments where it'll be in conversation, and then it sees a squirrel, and he's like, squirrel! That's what a squirrel moment for me is. I have tangents. I'll just think about other things and then we'll start talking through them. Um, but yeah, so I got a lot, a lot of knowledge instilled in me and ingrained in me from a very young age by watching what my mum was eating, by being intrigued by what she was eating and starting to build my own level of knowledge and understanding. So yeah, going into the very first food shop, you know, you're very aware then of I need everything. And I'm going to navigate myself to what I know. Because human beings, we are creatures of habit. We do what we like and where we feel comfortable. And very rarely will we ever dip our toe into the uncomfort realm, right? It doesn't feel nice. So to pick up a food type or to pick up a, you know, a, a raw product of something that we aren't sure what it is. We don't know what it tastes like. We maybe can't even pronounce the bloody name of it. The amount of laughs that I have with people around quinoa or kanawi, or can't pronounce this word, what is it? It's really, like, it is really, really funny. So yeah, there's lots of things that if we don't know what they are, we've never tried them before, we've never seen them, we've never smelt them, we've never touched them, or we can't pronounce them, then we just don't do it, right? Because it feels uncomfortable. So we learn from our parents. I was very lucky that my mum did make all of our food from scratch. Very rarely did we ever do takeouts. Um, so I learned to cook from the age of 10 and looked after my brother quite a lot from that age as well. Um, just cooking really simple meals, really homely meals, stir fries. You know, these things are super easy. And my girls have been making their own stir fries since they were seven. I taught them, obviously, any of the hot stuff I'm there for. I don't just let them do it on their own. So safety first, yes. But it was important to me that they learn what the different food types are, what they taste, smell, touch, all of that type of thing. We use our senses to live our life. So I'm not by all means saying that what I do is the only way or I'm, you know, this amazing parent because I'm not. I've got my flaws, absolutely. And I can be quite short-tempered at times with them. I'm not perfect, but I do my best. And... Oh, I'm trying to cut this bloody toasty now. And I, I, you know, learn as I go. I've never done this before. I've never been a mum before. It's not, the, you know, it's one of the hardest jobs in the whole bloody world. So, yeah, I do my best. And I want them to be independent. And I think 
part of having twins as well. Um, from a you know very young age, my two had to become super independent because I only had two hands, and at times you couldn't be you know when there were small babies. Yes, that's perfect. There's two hands. There's two babies. You can do. You learn to use your non-dominant hand way more. So I became super efficient with my left hand when I hadn't needed to use it as much before. But once they start moving and running around and, you know, it's not as easy. So they had to learn that if they were asking me for something or they needed their shoes done or, you know, just whatever they needed, they needed to change a t-shirt. A lot of the time it was very much a, here you go, you need to do it. So they, at one years old, were learning to put their own shoes on easily there were tying shoelaces from, you know, I think maybe, I don't know, thinking back, it was such a, such a days, but, um, yeah, I can't remember. But from a really, really young age, they were learning to do all of this themselves. They were dressing themselves. They were brushing their teeth really early. And it's the only way that we could live life, um, just getting them independent. So again, when it came to them, you know, wanting foodstuffs and asking me for snacks and you know it's very much I still run and still operate this service of yes I'm not your slave so that's my parenting style anything that involves safety so making toasties making things that you know involve the oven I will do for them knives I will do however if they are telling me that they're needing a snack they understand where the snacks are and my snack drawer is um, an amalgamation of different things so there'll be rice cakes in there because that's what I enjoy having snack-a-jack packets pea snacks um, yes there's crisps in there yes there's chocolate bars in there yes there's biscuits in there there's a balance of whatever they want to have at that point in that day then they understand they can have it they will always ask because sometimes I will say no and it just depends around meal times. so Back to what I was talking about at the start around this phone call that came in to this morning around the nine-year-old girl wearing a size adult 10 to 12 clothing. The caller was the auntie and she had severe anxiety around the fact that this child is of this size at that age and the parents aren't doing anything about it. And it really got me then thinking, and that's why I jumped on to this episode for this podcast. It got me then thinking around what does society feel about that? What do we think about that? I know from my own children that they appear to be underweight for their age. Um, They're quite tall. They are very lean. They're very slim. They're very mobile and active. And therefore, I feed them accordingly. I let them eat when they're hungry. I don't have set meal times around, you know, and this is not me saying this is what you have to do. I don't have set meal times around you must have breakfast, lunch and dinner and breakfast is served at this time and lunch is at 12 and dinner is at 5 and then there's nothing else after that. Because again, everybody is different. People will eat in different ways. But what I absolutely put my foot down on is uber snacking so they are not allowed to just continuously snack on different things throughout the day and that's purely from the point of view from me that I want them to grow to know that they should be having some set meals some some good structured meals 
doesn't necessarily mean that I need them to have breakfast, right? So it's a different topic of conversation for a different episode. But I want them to understand that meals are there to fuel, to nourish, to be enjoyed. Not just picking into a biscuit tin, not just grabbing a bag of crisps. You know, these types of things are there to be enjoyed equally, yes. But again, there's, and I'm trying to stay away from the words balance and moderation because I think they can get thrown out there. There is a time and place for these types of snacks and they're absolutely fine. There's nothing wrong with them. Children are growing, little human beings. But what I'm trying to do is prepare them then from, for adulthood so that by the time they come to do their very first supermarket food shop, that they've had exposure to all of these different foods, that they understand that actually it's super exciting to pick up a packet of pasta that is weirdly shaped and weirdly coloured, that it's like seriously exciting to go into places like TK Maxx. Don't know if you've ever done this, but the first thing that I will do in TK Maxx, and I get so excited about it, my kids and my husband think I'm a loony, I will make my way and run up to the, the kind of food and home area because the amount of times I have come out of there with absolute gold dust finds, saffron pots. If you've never cooked with saffron, take an action from today and go to TK Maxx if you've got one near you and get yourself some saffron out of there. It's just phenomenal. The taste that you get from such a small amount, the flavours, the smells, everything, even the colour is just phenomenal. Um, I pick up pasta from there all the time because it's just fascinating. I'm currently standing here looking at two massive clear pasta jars that I have and it's just pasta right but it's so exciting to look at it when it's all so brightly coloured and it's brightly coloured through things like beetroot dye so again I'm aware of what is in these things before I purchase them but it encourages my girls to then say I'm not frightened to pick up something new and try it and we do this very regularly when we do a food shop together I will say to them have you ever tried star fruit? No, mum. Right, pick one up and let's try it tonight. So these are ways of being able to introduce those types of foods into your children's lifestyle so that once they hit their adult years, now you may have children that in teenage years are finishing up school and they're maybe going travelling. What an amazing thing to be able to then have instilled into them that the country that they're going into, they're not frightened to try something new the experiences they'll get is just going to be absolutely life-changing and life-forming for them in adult years. Equally, if they then go off to uni and they're cooking for themselves, they're not just falling into the trap of pot noodles. You know, Christ, you want them to be able to experience different foods. You want them to make sure that they're bringing in all of the nutrients that their body needs to be able to optimally survive and to live that optimal, healthy lifestyle. So it just really got me thinking about doing this kind of level of podcast. Again, at any point, I'm bringing this all kind of push information to you guys right now. But if there's anything that we've touched on in here that you think I want to go into more detail on that or ask a question, please do that through this platform. There is a voice note section where you can send me a request or find me across any of the social media platforms I am across them all um, on Instagram it's adele.johnston you can email me at adele.johnston at me.com 
and I will cover off a specific topic related to any of the core questions that you've got on anything that we've talked about so far across the episodes. Um, But yes, the main point then that I wanted to bring across to this was that I personally do not think that it is acceptable for a nine-year-old child to be in that position where the parents have a massive responsibility for how that child is educated from birth right through until the point that they can make their own decisions around how they live their lifestyle. Okay, At nine years old, there is, in my opinion, no need for that child to be wearing uh, ladies' size 10 to 12 clothing. And that we're not talking about because of her height. We're talking about the fact that this child is deemed to be obese, severely obese, at nine years old. Now, the implications that that can have on her health for later in life, not just even now, but later in life, is just mind-blowing for me to even comprehend the fact that at nine years old, she is morbidly obese. It's sad. It really does make me feel quite teary and emotional talking about it. Equally, though, I do not blame anybody for that. I do not stand and point the finger. Like I said, this is not a blame game. Do not point the finger at those parents or the carers of that child because it could be that those parents have never had the grounding knowledge instilled in them from their childhood. So again, we have to just look at where does this stop and how do we start to then build that level of understanding so that we can raise our children and they can go forth and raise theirs and you know so forth as the generations grow to understand how our body works and to understand the choices we make around food plays a massive, massive enabling factor into how we live our adult life and to how our health is optimised. So please, if you take anything away from this episode, I want you to have a think about the children that you've got in your life. And again, I touched on this in episode one. Those children might not necessarily be your own. You may not have responsibility for those children. You may be a childminder. You may be a carer. They may be your children or they may be your grandchildren, a niece, a nephew, a friend's child, brother or sister. Regardless, if you have those children in your life, it's thinking about as an adult influencer, you are there to assist them in growing their knowledge and understanding as they develop and grow. And this happens from babies. This happens from the moment that they are born. They will watch what's happening around them. They will watch how you eat, what you eat, when you eat, how you treat that food. Do you take time to sit down and mindfully eat those meals? Or are you one of these people who will pick up, go snack and run? Or are you using language around food, which maybe gives a negative connotation? I can't have that. Oh, mummy can't eat that. It'll make her fat. Just have a mindful awareness around the tone, the language and how you are performing around foods as well. Because this, ladies and gents, if you're listening, is an absolute piece of gold dust to take away and consider as you develop into your own relationship if you don't have a good one with food. It plays a massive part in those children's own developments 
in those children's own visual and mental awareness of their bodies. And as they grow, their understanding will grow if you can help them to do that. So please, it is a plea. Anything that you do take away from this, I would hope to God that the main thing you're taking away from this is that we as the adults in those children's lives have the biggest role to play in ensuring that them as adults have factual understandings and have experienced food the way it should be experienced, with enjoyment, with love and with respect. If you found this helpful, then please do let me know. If it's not been helpful, you maybe aren't agreeing with anything that I've talked about on here, again, this is of my own professional and personal opinion, then I want to hear from you. I want this to be a very open and honest podcast. I want this to be one where I can be challenged on the things that I'm saying. So that if for whatever reason, there are elements to it that we maybe need a bit more clarity on, then we hold a podcast on that. I maybe invite you to come and guest speak with me and we have that live conversation around it all. I want this to be something that grows and becomes that knowledge bank, not just for us as adults and as parents or carers or as, you know, those adult influencers in those children's lives. But I also want for these children to be able to learn from this podcast as well. So again, help me grow it into something that you want it to be. It is there for you. This is not about me. This is not about anything to do with me. This is about me being able to pull out key topics that maybe spark, like I said, like this morning, on this morning, those juices flowing for me to say, this is a topic that needs to be aired. This is a topic that needs to be discussed. So again, childhood obesity is on the increase. With obesity comes its own problems and its own prolonged, you know, unfortunate and inverted commas, lifestyle challenges. And at nine years old, that child shouldn't be experiencing those, let alone, you know, into her adulthood life. So we need to make that change. And that change needs to come through us as adults and us as those responsible influencers and adult influencers in those children's upbringings. So yeah, I'm interested to hear your comments on this one. Um, please do list them. Please do get in touch if you've got anything that you want to talk about in further detail. I am here to do that. And as I've said in previous podcasts, if I do not have the expertise or the answer to your question, I will get it for you. If it is something that comes up time and time again, and again, I am not that expert in that field, I will bring on an expert in that field to do a podcast across this platform for you. So please do help us drive the content. I look forward to bringing you the next episode. I don't know what it's going to be on yet. I let this very much organically flow through what influences me at that given day and that given time. But the aim is to bring you one per week for now. If we start to build on more and we get a lot more questions and, and requests, then maybe it'll be more than that. So until next time, I wish you an absolutely fabulous day and go forth and try some new foods. <laughs>